You're listening to Surviving Multiples with your host, Jordan Pettigrew. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining in to another episode of Surviving Multiples. Um, I'm so excited to have you here as we continue part two of the question answer session that I have done with um, different parents of multiples. And um, I know that this episode has been um, a long time coming. We took um, our oldest son on vacation to uh, Orlando and down to Disney and Universal Studios. And so we had that trip that we were planning for a while. So my attention kind of had to shift to getting things ready for that trip and, um, you know, making sure that things were set in place for the triplets while we were gone. And I'll kind of go into that a little bit more in this episode, you know, kind of what we did, the traveling, um, and then what it was like planning a trip and leaving, you know, the triplets back home with um, grandparents. And then um, whenever we got back, of course, allergy season was hitting. And as you can tell by my voice, I have been sick and, you know, just kind of trying to get over all the, you know, just seasonal allergies that I deal with every year. So I kept waiting for my voice to fully come back before recording this episode, but I decided to just go ahead and record it. Um, no time like the present. And that way I could get this out there and um, then kind of move on to the next set of things. So Today we're going to finish up um, as I got, you know, the rest of the questions answered that I was waiting on for the advice for those who, you know, either are having multiples or like I said in the last episode, who have friends who might be having multiples. I also um, interviewed Clay as we were, you know, on our drive back and forth to Orlando and um, kind of got some advice for dads. Um he would not let me record him on here as voice. So, um, I'm going to have to share everything for you. I tried to twist his arm, but he was like, no, I am not, um, putting my voice on there. So hopefully I'll get him to, uh, come on here at some point, but right now he is not willing. So I did get some questions from him and answered those. So, um, anyways, I hope that this episode is informative and interesting for you. And as always, um, thank you for sharing. Thank you for listening. Uh, the, the podcast has had a lot more growth in this past month. So that's exciting as it seems like it's kind of finally falling into the algorithm and getting out there. So just continue sharing, continue listening. And um, if you have any questions or anything you want to hear about, please uh, message me and let me know. So we will get started. And um, the first person that I'm going to share some information from is another triplet mom who I connected with in um, a triplet group that I'm a part of. And uh, funny enough, I had when I was going to like the high risk doctor and um, when I was pregnant with the triplets, they would, you know, let me know like, oh, there's, you know, one or two other triplet moms were seen from around the area. And my doctor actually was seeing um, another triplet mom at the time. And I really was hoping, you know, like that I could connect with them and find them. And um, obviously, like, you know, the doctor office, doctor's office couldn't share information since 
that, you know, obviously would be a breach of like HIPAA violations. But um, I ended up connecting with two other triplet moms through these Facebook pages and realizing like, oh my goodness, we all live in the same area. We have, you know, babies around the same age. So um, that was kind of neat. So one of those moms, um, Lexi, I actually asked her some questions for this episode and she has a set of all girl triplets, which um, when I was pregnant with the triplets, um, I was like looking up the, you know, the different like statistics behind, you know, having um, like all one gender or, you know, obviously like a, you know, boy, girl, girl or boy, boy, girl, whatever, you know, the different, you know, statistics. And it was saying that obviously, statistically speaking, you're way more likely to have, you know, like it mixed boy, girl or boy, boy, girl, however, but she actually has all girl um, triplets, which is pretty neat. And then she, like us, has an older son um, as well. So um, it's kind of neat, like how we have like the similarities and having an older son first, and then we had our triplets. But um, she has all girls, so cute. And um, she is an awesome mom. She um, still works and takes care of her triplets. And she just does a great job. So I'm going to share some information that she gave and some of the questions that I asked her. So just a refresh of like the questions that I asked everybody in case for some reason you haven't listened to the previous episode where I kind of explained like the idea behind the episode of it being, you know, advice for people who, you know, are having multiples or maybe they know somebody who has multiples, or even if you're just having, you know, one baby and you're, you know, trying to figure out, you know, motherhood and parenthood, then then this is hopefully something that could help you. So anyways, the two questions I asked was one, any advice you have for someone who is expecting multiples? And then um, two, your most used loved items for triplets. And then for this episode, I added in one more, which was like just any general advice that you have. So um, Lexi said for her advice that you have for someone who's expecting multiples was to stay on a routine. She says it's much easier on everyone. So, and then also don't set your expectations high. Life is going to be hard for the next few years. And as long as everyone is healthy and happy, life is good. Know that it's okay to ask for help and that it takes a village. So 1000% agree with this. Um, I recently joined a page that is not only for like um, triplets that are little, but it's like just triplet families. And it's been really neat seeing like the post from people who have triplets who are like, you know, in high school or who are getting married. And it's just like, it makes it even more like, I guess, um, manageable to think about when you see people who like are on the other side or you talk to people who are like, made it through, you know, the baby years, the toddler years. Um, but it also is kind of bittersweet and sad. Cause I'm like, I imagine those people feel like it was just like a blink of the eye. And I read something tonight from one who she was like, um, she had recently joined the group and she was like, you know, I just want, anytime I see a triplet mom who has like a little one, she's like, I just want to like be their cheerleader and like, be like, Hey, you know, like you can do this. You got this. It's, it's hard for the first few years, but it gets easier. 
And so that was like, that's encouraging to me, like seeing that kind of stuff and, you know, seeing each of their personalities like blossom and thinking about the three different individuals they're going to be, all those things like make the days easier and make it more manageable because you will have days where you feel like you're doing a really great job. And then like the next day, like you'll get smacked in the face and be like, oh my goodness, what was I thinking? So it's just, you got to take it in chunks and take it day by day. And like she said, ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. I'm still working on that, still struggling with that. Um, I unfortunately kind of expect people to be a mind reader and just, you know, know what I need help with, but that's not always the case. Like you have to ask and, um, don't feel guilty. You know, I sometimes feel guilty because I'm not working outside the house. So then like asking people like my mother-in-law who do work to come help me on her off day, I'm like, Ooh, you know, I feel bad. Um, but people want to help, you know, especially when it's their grandchildren, they really want to help. So Uh, For her next one that I asked her was, you know, your most loved items. And again, some of the things we've said before, the Wonderful Wagons, the Baby Brezza, a double bobby pillow, and the 360 car seats. So um, all those things are, of course, extremely beneficial for um, multiples. And I do know that um, I had talked... I feel like it was with Lexi one time and she was telling me that she has, I think she said the Ford Excursion and those are another, like I would say cars are another thing with multiples that you definitely like want to research and find one that works for you. Um, Clay and I like, you know, went back and forth and ended up deciding on a minivan, but I know a lot of triplet moms in my triplet page have the Ford Excursion. Um, I know some who even went as far as getting like a transit van and there's days that I'm like, that's what we need. We need a transit van just because we have not only so many people in the car, but we have so much stuff in the car. And I think about like when they're teenagers and we've got them plus like sports stuff and Maddox's stuff and inevitably they're going to have friends over. I'm like, we're going to need like a stretch limousine, you know? So, um, all of those things are great advice. And then for the third one, just like some general advice, she said to make sure that you and your husband find time, um, to have a loan and, um, for yourselves because everyone needs that. And I so agree with that. Um, I'd mentioned that we just got back from taking just Maddox on a trip um, to um, Disney World, Universal, Orlando, all that area. And it was so wonderful because it was, even though we did have Maddox with us, like it was nice because Maddox would let me play in the pool and Clay and I would just have some time like just to talk uninterrupted or when Maddox went to sleep, you know, we could sit there and talk or watch a TV show or even just on the bus ride back, like just having conversation that was like adult conversation that wasn't interrupted by, you know, crying or having to go um, get something, you know, for the babies. That was so nice. Um, and it was also good for us to spend time with Maddox just one-on-one because he does remember life before the triplets. And a lot of times, you know, he'll need something or at home, like he'll want my attention. And especially when the triplets were first born, a lot of times I'd have to be like, hang on, like, let me finish this and then I'll get to you. And five, six-year-olds don't understand, like, hang on, wait a second. They just take that as a no. So that was super 
special to have that time with him. And we tried to remind him during the trip, like, you know, um, this is, you're such a great big brother. That's why you're getting to do this. You're so patient. You've been such a good boy. And so it was a really good reward for him um, to be able to go on that trip. So speaking of Clay, I'll move on to like my little interview that I did with Clay. And again, sorry guys that my voice just sounds so terrible, but like I said, I did not want to have to wait to record this because when I get sick in the spring and fall, it's like my voice is gone for a whole month. Um, so when I asked Clay everything, I was, like I said, hoping that he would actually let me talk to him and he would like talk on the podcast. But of course he was like, no, I don't want to hear myself talk. And anyways, I'm going to try and twist his arm and have him come on and answer a few more questions. But I did get his comments on some stuff. So I asked him a few different questions since I actually had him in the car next to me as we were driving. Um, so general advice for dads, since, um, this podcast is typically mostly you know, geared towards moms or grandparents or friends, you know, obviously I'm looking at the like analytics of the podcast. I don't have as many male listeners, but I do have a few. So, um, hopefully as this like gets spread more, a few more dads and you will listen or moms can share information with the dads or even just share this part of the segment, um, with them as I'm sure that my, you know, content may not be as appealing to the dads. Um, but anyways, so us, you know, Clay, just like general advice, um, that he had for dads. And he said that, you know, with the triplets and just like with being a dad in general, he has always felt like that he, um, he is like, this was not something that he just like naturally just had in him. Like, you know, a lot of moms, like we just, we're naturally geared to being moms. And he felt like that, you know, that was definitely like an adjustment period becoming a dad. I would disagree because with Maddox, he, I mean, when we first had Maddox and he was in the NICU, I was afraid to like hold him and touch him and feed him because he was so little and so bruised and Clay just like jumped right in. Like same with the triplets, like literally Carson and Brooks, um, Clay was like the one who got them to eat their bottles first. They actually in the NICU would wait until Clay could feed Brooks to feed him. Like we one day we're going to go down and get some food and they were like, you know, okay, Brooks is supposed to eat in like an hour. Will you be back in time? And Clay was like, well, you know, we'll hurry. And they're like, no, like we want you to come back and feed him because he eats better for you. So Clay, I feel like has always been very like hands-on helping like all-star dad, just very natural with it. He, of course, is getting his own biggest critic, but he said, you know, he says, I wasn't good at it from the go, and it's not something that can really be learned or prepared for, but he did say that um, one thing that you can do is from the start, like, be supportive of your, of your spouse and be, um, a, be like a teammate and work together, not against each other, especially for the first few months. Um, due to the fact that your energy is best spent taking care of the kids rather than arguing or bickering the whole time. And of course, arguments are going to arise as you're tired, you're sleep deprived, you're managing and juggling a million things, you're stressed, you know, but working together instead of against each other is a huge, um, you know, important part of, you know, managing and juggling everything you're doing. 
And, you know, the thing is, like, with multiples, Clay had to step in, like, you know, from pretty much week, I don't know, like, 14 on of my pregnancy to really, you know, help and be hands-on, especially with Maddox, cooking, cleaning, because I just was not able to. So I would like to say that it like started the day the triplets were born, but he was, you know, picking up the slack a lot earlier than that. Um, And then he said also, you know, be patient, which is like, easier said than done, but babies are are unpredictable and realize you really have no control how they plan your day and they will plan it for you. You can have a routine and set up a routine, but things are going to happen that um, unexpectedly upset your routine. Like for instance, it never fails whenever the triplets get sick and when you go to the doctor, that the only doctor's appointment they have is right smack dab in the middle of nap time. So, you know, things are going to happen or are going to mess up your routine and then it's going to mess up your whole day with sleeping and schedules and eating. And I mean, just all those things, people are going to get sick and that's going to mess up things. So just be flexible. Um, I do recommend having a routine for like the day to day, but don't, you know, freak out if it gets messed up because it will, and that will happen for sure. So the next thing, um, I wanted to, ask him was um, items that he disliked and would not get again because I've asked you know for the items that were you know loved um, from everybody but Clay has been very vocal in things that he hated and he's always quick to let me know how much he dislikes those items so the number one I didn't even have to guess what he was going to say was the Baby Brezza Formula Pro he hated it he refused to use it he wanted to throw it out he would get mad every time I would use it I mean he he despised that thing. And it was truly just because like every third time that you use it, you have to pop out this little tray that the formula dispenses through, clean it, put it back in. And it never failed that it would happen when someone was screaming. And I mean, every third time that's three bottles. So you had to do it a lot. Now, one way around that, that a lot of people told me after the fact was to buy a second tray to just put in there. So you always had one clean that you could pop in and switch them out. And I think if we had done that, it would have made it a lot easier for him, but he hated that thing. Um, the bottle sterilizer, I, um, love the bottle sterilizer just because I was pumping and I needed that for my pump parts, but he hated it because it took up a lot of counter space and he was, um, he just didn't really see the, the benefit behind it. But with preemies, you really need a sterilizer. So I found it useful. He didn't really use it as much. So I think that's why he didn't. And then diaper genies, um, we both are just not a big fan of those. They, I think that they think if you can get them to work properly, they're great. But we always had an issue with like the scent inserts not working. And we honestly, this time around, we go through so many diapers. We just found it easier to literally have a trash can in their room. And we just change it every single day so it doesn't get smelly. Um, that's really been the best thing for us. Um, another thing that I wanted to ask him was the number one comment he gets from others about having triplets. So he is a lot braver than me. If I, for instance, have him watch the triplets for me to go do something, um, which I try not to do very often just because he's working two jobs and I feel bad asking him to watch them on his off time, even though I know that he's the dad, he's not a, you know, people always say, well, they're the dad, they're not the babysitter. But at the same time, I just, I 
I want us to do it as a team and not him always feel like he's having to do it alone. But he is so brave. He'll take them out. Um, when I was trying to work part-time still, they would go run errands. I'm like, you are crazy. Like, I'm not taking that on my own. Um, but he said that his um, comments he gets the most are, bless your heart. That's it. Yep, definitely. Um, and then another one is... Um, um, he said that another one he'll always get is, you know, of course you've got the, you got your hands full. Um, do you, uh, I bet you're done now. Do you know how that happens? Um, and I was like, well, which one's your least favorite? And he's like every single one of them. He said that his, his tactic to him is to keep on walking and to keep your eyes down and do not make eye contact with people and they won't stop you. And he said the most annoying part about having triplets is the attention that it draws everywhere you go. So he is just not a, like, person that enjoys a lot of attention on him. Um, so that definitely has been, you know, something that he's had to adjust to because he is one that he would be fine, like, going in a room and nobody even knowing he's there. Um, on one of the previous episodes, I shared his reaction about having triplets, um, about us going to the doctor. So that's in our, I think it's in my first or second episode of this podcast. So if you want to hear that, definitely go back and listen to it. And, um, you know, he obviously said that it's been, you know, a wonderful journey and, um, he wouldn't change anything about having them, but it definitely was, you know, not ever something he saw in his future. Um, but he is an awesome dad to our triplets. And like I said, he works really hard so that I can stay home with them and, um, take care of them. And, you know, we're just thankful for him and they love him so much. So that was a little bit from Clay. Like I said, hopefully I'll be able to talk him into, um, giving us some more information coming on and talking with me. Um, so next, the next person that I, um, had asked the questions to was, um, a woman that I actually, um, had watched her twins. Um, actually Clay and I both watched her twins when we were like 17 years old. So, um, she went to church with us and she had twin girls. She had an older son and then had twin girls. And so now her twins are actually friends with my niece. But like I said, we actually babysat them when they were younger. And the funny part is, is that I always tell Clay, I'm like, you know, that was kind of like God getting us prepared for having, you know, multiples. We didn't know it at the time, but it was kind of like a little introduction to it when we were 17. So, um, her name is Jana and, um, thank you, Jana, if you're listening to this so much for answering my questions and, um, letting me kind of pick your brain now that, you know, your girls are older and she's kind of, um, made it through the, you know, baby, toddler, little kid age. Now she's in the teenage years. So that is something I'm very scared of, <laughs> but, um, hopefully, um, people will, um, help me out when I get to that stage. So she said, um, any advice for anyone with multiples is to adhere to a schedule routine, especially at bedtime. So, Guys, I think almost everybody has said that, and it is so true. It will make your life so much easier. It is hard at the beginning, but you can do it, I promise, and it will give you some sanity. Um, she said, you know, such as bath, bottle, lullabies, and bedtime. So similar. We do the same. Bath, um, bottle, 
we like cuddle, read a book, watch, you know, like some type of thing on YouTube. They love YouTube, Miss Rachel or whatever. And then lay them down. And then she said, um, when one of my girls woke up to eat, I woke the other and fed at the same time. It's the only way that I was able to sleep. And that is so true. Um, she said, I propped them on a boppy in front of me on the bed and held both bottles at the same time. Yes, hundred percent. And, um, you know, it's not like medical advice to tell you to bottle prop. Um, but I definitely had to bottle prop with the triplets because, Obviously, I only have two hands. Um, sometimes I would get Maddox to sit there and help me, or I would prop up like a stuffed animal with the bottle, but I never left them unattended with a bottle propped because, of course, you have to worry about if they choke, you know, the bottle's propped up. They're little. They can't move their heads, so they could obviously asphyxiate on it, but obviously what she's saying, too, she's holding both bottles, but just if you do, don't ever leave them unattended. Um you know, same kind of with the car, like with Maddox, I would give him a bottle in the car. And now I think back and I'm like, yeah, that was probably not safe. Um, she said, um, the most used item depends on age and stage. And that's totally true. The ability to, um, confine and keep them safe and entertained and keep them happy was huge. So like swings, exercisers. And she said, then once they got mobile, the struggle to get anything done was real. So we sang kids songs and I taught them to help me clean up. Um, she said work them, but not as much with teens. That's so funny. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, she said it's so important to have them sleep in their own room in their crib. She said my girls co-slept until they were big enough to roll over on top of one another. Then I separated them, but their cribs were close and they would wake each other up when they got big enough to yell for each other. My girls are still best friends. So that's really sweet. That gives me hope that mine will be best friends and stop their WWE fighting. They do have their moments, but we do have a lot of um, knockdown drag out fights and I get worried if it's too quiet and I get worried if I hear lots of screaming. Um, but yeah, I totally agree with her keeping them entertained and safe. Um, we have literally taken pictures off of our wall because they'll be playing or throwing something and throw something in a picture and it'll fall. So we're like, yep, not putting that back up. Um, I mean, our house has literally become just a baby gym jungle safe area as much as possible all over the house because it's now they're at the age where it's I can't confine them anymore and so I have to make every room safe that way they can go in it and then any rooms that aren't safe like Maddox's room the bathrooms um I've not really baby proofed my bedroom I just shut the door um and then with the sleeping um, so we're almost at the stage, I feel like, where the triplets are about to start climbing out of their cribs, unfortunately. So at that point, I'm assuming we're going to have to go to toddler beds. And I've seen like some with some other um, triplet families or twin families that it seems like once they can get out of their cribs, they'll actually go sleep with each other. Um, so that's an interesting thing that I'm interested to see. I feel like like that they will probably end up doing that, especially... Um, Carson and Brooks, maybe, or Carson and Madeline, because they're really close. Um, Madeline and Brooks, like I said, they don't really get along. Um, but at that point, like all the extra stuff that's in their room, like the toys, I'll have to take out. So that'll be interesting. But yeah, she had some great information in there. Um, mine also love to help clean, maybe too much. Um, they know how to work my vacuum. They know how to take the uh, like part where all the 
the debris goes into in the vacuum off, take it, walk it over to the trash can, and they love to clean. When my mom comes over, she'll sometimes, like, help me clean up, and they have their own little broom sets and everything they want to clean with. Of course, they most of the time want my stuff, but I can sometimes talk them into using theirs. Carson knows how to use a spray bottle. Like, it's crazy, but they do love to clean, and that's a good thing. Hopefully, they'll keep wanting to clean, but it doesn't sound like that they will, like she said, when they became teenagers. So, anyways, that's some great advice, and um, I'll try and, you know, maybe hopefully do an episode, maybe get with Jana and see if she would come talk on here about, like, the teenage years and stuff for those who do have older sets of multiples, Um, but that is definitely something that, like, I think about on a daily basis. I'm like, ooh, trying to feed three teenagers at the same time, uh, deal with the, thankfully they're not all girls. I just, I cannot imagine the drama just because Madeline's already a little diva. So, um, I would imagine I've heard like with girls that the fighting with different, like with friends and stuff, like this person's friends with you and not friends with me. I've heard that can be, um, a lot to deal with, with girls, but I'm sure that the same is with boys as well. So it'll be interesting for sure. Okay, so the next person that I interviewed um, is a friend. So she has twins who are actually Maddox's age. So Maddox went to preschool with them, and then they now are in kindergarten at the same school. And then she also has a younger daughter. So she's kind of like the reverse to me. So she has her twins, and she has a younger daughter. And then she um, also has some um, stepchildren. And so this is Libby. And Libby is so sweet. She um, is an awesome mom. She reminds me so much like myself. I feel like we have so much in common. And I'm hoping that we can get together, get our schedules aligned so we can get our kids together. Because Maddox loves her sons who are the twins. And um, I know that Madeline would enjoy getting to play with her daughter, but um, Libby also uh, works part-time, so she kind of understands, like, trying to find that balance between, you know, working, being a stay-at-home mom, juggling everything, so um, Libby was so sweet to answer my questions, so the first one she said is, for her advice is don't push yourself to get them on the same schedule. They're two newborns. So um, she said they have their own needs and times. They don't get it that you need to sleep. And it's super tough at first, but you have to push through. And it's worse when you're forcing them to do everything at the same time. So I, like I said, a lot of people have said, get them on a schedule. I feel like people are either get them on the schedule or then let just them do their own thing. And I think you have to kind of figure out what works for you because I will say that um, there was a point in time. So first of all, I had them on a schedule just from like the NICU. And then there was like a point in time where they were probably about nine months old where I was like feeling like I wasn't getting adequate time with each of them. So I had them just kind of going to sleep when they wanted, waking up when they wanted. And that was super nice um, because I got the one-on-one time, but I felt like I was never getting a break. And so I think maybe with two, like you could probably maybe do that a little bit easier. But if you are having more than two, that makes it really, really hard. But I do agree with her that, especially at the newborn stage, if yours 
her twins, I don't know if they had to go to the NICU or not, but if they did not have to go to the NICU, they may not be on a set schedule. And so you are going to have to put in a little more work to get them on the same schedule. So in some ways, it may actually be better to kind of um, let them do things on their own. So that's just going to be a trial and error for you. And it may also depend with your personality too. I'm very type A. So it was like, I needed that structure and organization, but you really have to figure out what works best for you. And that's why I wanted to do this is because it just kind of depends on you. And I wanted you to hear from different people and their different perspectives on everything. Um, she said, um, she said they'll get there and then it gets much easier for the parents. Regardless, the newborn stage is going to be hard, guys. You know, whether you're on a schedule, you're not on a schedule, you have them all doing the same thing at once, you have them doing different things, no matter what, it's going to be hard and you're going to be tired. Even with just one, you're tired. So just know that it's a stage and it's going to pass. And shockingly, you're going to look back at some point and miss it. And you're going to think, how in the world am I missing that? And then next thing she said was the things she loved. I loved, loved those bobby pillows for feeding and just propping them up, which I agree. They were the best and they've recalled the bobby loungers, but you can still get like the traditional bobbies. So those do help so much. Um, she said they help so much while you're busy with the other twin. And then she said, make sure you also get a really good twin stroller. She said, I preferred the double ones that were um, like, one in front of the other as opposed to side by side and so yes I feel like it's you you it's just personal preference again but one definite advantage to the front one in front of another is that you don't have to worry about taking up so much space like trying to get in doorways trying to get in elevators um trying to make turns get in offices um that all is a benefit to the one in front of the other. It's I feel like it's harder to find sometimes. I, with the triplet stroller, I had to do two and then one in the front. So I literally do both. I take up room in the front and room in the on the sides. Um, so people hate having to share an elevator with me. And it's never good when you're going down a sidewalk because then somebody who's walking your direction has to literally step off the sidewalk. So... Um, anyways, that was some really good advice from Libby. She, like I said, is awesome and so sweet. And thank you so much, Libby, for, if you're listening to this, for giving us your advice. And, um, I'm hoping maybe I can get like her perspective on like being a working mom with multiples and also like the, um, preschool age and kindergarten age in the future. So, um, I hope that all of this has been informative and helpful to you and that maybe you have gotten some information that you um, can use in your own life and with your own children or maybe even help somebody else. So before I end our episode, I definitely want to um, give you like a little preview of my next episode that I'm going to do. So I've already told you like a little bit about our trip and everything, but, um, when I was preparing for the trip, you know, I was kind of, um, trying to like plan out just like how I was going to organize everything for the triplets as I was leaving them behind. So one of them, my, my Madeline stayed with my mom and that way she could have some one-on-one time with her and kind of get to, um, experience life as just like an only child because that's obviously something with triplets that they really don't 
get. Um, it's a lot of one-on-one time, especially with grandparents. And then the two boys um, alternated staying with my mother-in-law and then my husband's stepmom, so my other mother-in-law. And they both came into the house and took turns. So one did evenings and one did days. And um, as I was preparing for them to, you know, do this and for me to take Madeline to my mom, I was, you know, really having to like make sure that someone could step into my role um, for those, you know, days that we were gone. And as I was doing that, I was realizing like, oh my goodness, what all I do on a daily basis. So um, my next episode, I'm going to give you like a little rundown of like what my day-to-day life looks like raising triplets um, and a six-year-old. And then I'm also going to give like some advice on if you are traveling and leaving one child at home, whether it's for like you and your husband are going somewhere or you're going on a work trip and leaving children or you're, you know, doing like we did and taking one and leaving the others. Um, regardless, just like some insight, maybe, um, a few, I'll give a few like tips if you are going to the Orlando area. I know this is not like a travel podcast, but, um, it is a mom and motherhood and raising children one. And, uh, you know, obviously Orlando is a big popular spot for, um, family vacations. So I'll give you some just like advice. So that's kind of what to look forward to in the next episode. So I hope that you'll tune in for that. And um, just thank you so much for listening. Like I said, I hope this was informative and interesting. And maybe you gained something. Um, Don't forget to share. uh, Like if you can like us on whatever platform you're listening on. I know Apple, you can Apple podcast is now on. You can listen and like on there. Spotify, um, YouTube, uh, you can, you'll have to, you wouldn't be listening through this link on YouTube, but if you're listening on YouTube, please like and subscribe, um, as I will upload it there as well. Um, uh, Google podcast, all those just interacting with the podcast helps. Like I said, social media, finding us on social media, um, at the surviving multiples podcast on Instagram, all those things, just sharing it. All those things help me so much. I'm sharing on Facebook. It's just all about like getting in the algorithm and getting people to listen. And so I appreciate you for supporting this and listening to me. And thank you for, if you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening with my voice sounding, um, so awful too. Um, by the next time I should hopefully have my voice better and I will hopefully not take so long to get another episode out. So thank you so much for listening and I hope that you have a blessed day and uh, I will talk with you soon.